Hey everyone, welcome to season four of Major wow. Crash. This is Meredith Griffin. And I'm Lou Zant. You know, Mayor, I'm so excited. I, I really am. I'm genuinely fired up. I am. It's been a little bit of a break here, which uh. has been good because you know everyone needs a little break and it was the holidays and we had a lot of things going on i know but i'm glad we're back in the saddle <sighs> i'm feels so, so good. excited it's always feels so good to be back in wine country feel like i'm at home i do too and you know you and i and sonia have been mapping out season four yeah. And man, I love these new concepts that we're bringing to yeah. Winecast. We're so excited. Obviously, we're still going to have some interviews with some fantastic winemakers. Mm -hmm. You know, that, yeah. that's, that's always going to be a part of our show. But we're looking to diversify this season, and we've got some really cool things lined up. Your buddy that we're going to get to talk to about cheese. Oh, James. He's so great. I'm, my palate's already starting to drool. And you know what, Meredith? I've, I've, it's just an area. You and I have studied our brains out on wines, but cheeses go so well with wine. We know that because it, it softens the tannins, allows the, the saliva not to form. But, I mean, they're just... I think that's what God made cheese for, to pair <laughs> with, with, uh, with wine, you know, and yeah. to learn... At James's feet, and James is so cool. I'm so excited. And cheese has as many varieties and types and ways you can make it and age it, I feel like, as wine does. Oh, well, I've been learning from him, and he's, it's just amazing to me. And it's like, you know, I think one of the challenges that I've made, and, uh, you know, one of the mistakes I've made, and probably many others that are listening to this podcast, I like, I want to know cheese all at once. Yeah. And what James has been doing is he's been kind of giving me a new cheese every time we meet. That's And that's, I crush on that cheese. That's nice. And then that's I smart. make all my friends get that cheese, and it's so great. Well, do you think that's kind of how wine is? We sort of, you kind of go into the world of wine and you start trying different varietals. You, you, you get excited to try them all at once, but you do sort of take it on a little bit at a time. Yeah. And, and I'm also looking forward to mushroom foraging and truffle foraging. Okay. I'm so excited about that. And then recipes oh, to do with those mushrooms. The recipes I was, I, I was hearing about were unbelievable. Well, you showed me that picture of that one. And I, <laughs> the first saute, of all, I was... The sautéed mushroom over, over polenta cheese, and cheese melted on it. I was starving when you sent me the photo, oh. but then I saw the photo. So we're really looking forward to that. And then... You know, we're also looking, we've, we've really connected with a few other wine professionals that are really educated in a certain region about wine. So we yeah. have, um, I think, Laura, who is educated about, well, she's a global ambassador for Italian wine. She's from Italy. And, well, you know, I love Italian wine. So do you. Kind of who does it. Yeah. But, you know, it's intimidating, Meredith. It's, and we, we study wine, but Italy's like this whole monster of its own because they have so many different varietals. But anyway, I'm... And is it from the heel of the boot? Or yeah. is it from the shin of right. the boot? And she's also going to help us with how do you how do you interpret an Italian wine label? Because that's what's the most interesting. You better know how to do that or you don't know what you're drinking. Yeah. So we're going to do that and then... That's going to be a great podcast. Like we said, we're definitely going to have our winemakers. And the first one is Guerrero Fernandez. And that, we already know, is a fantastic podcast. And we're going to taste some amazing 
He makes a lot of wines. Too. He makes them, and he but doesn't. He, and he's not in any hurry. No, he lets them. And age. his beautiful wife, that's ran every marathon, in every major marathon in the world. She ran a marathon the morning before we interviewed them for the podcast, and just walked in like that was her daily routine. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but the reason I fell in love with him is, you know, every month we we do a a luncheon for uh, all the winemakers in Sonoma. And everybody brings their wines. And I told you that I was mm -hmm. always going over and grabbing his bottle. Mm -hmm. His wine is terrific. You were always crushing on it. And I, I, I finally really got was. to explore it. That'll be a fun one. And, you know, we say this and we've heard from a lot of you, but we love hearing what you want more of, too. Because we've got a few things already slated, but we have... We have some empty spots where we can fill well, in some other Well, and most of these topics. ideas came from, from yeah, our listeners. exactly. So please write to us, uh, tag us, let us know if there's something you want to hear about. So Lou and I really thought a good way to kind of kick off season four, that it would be a, the opportune time to talk about what's going on in the west coast of the United States the wine countries that kind of blanket that area. Pretty rough year. Mainly because I know, Lou, you know, this happens to you and it happens to me all the time. I can't tell you how many calls I got during the fires or post fires. How many people said, are you okay? Mm -hmm. are, were your friends affected by the fires? Did you lose grapes? Did they lose wineries? And I think it's a really good time to kind of talk about the state of what's going on in wine country because fires, but you combine that with COVID, yeah, it's been a rough I, year for I even want to go deeper. I want to talk about the, you know, not only what's going on here, but what's going on in the entire industry yeah. and some challenges that you and I have really decided to take on. Uh, yep, exactly. Because we want to we wanna help support. I mean, we love wine. We want to support wine. Well, <laughs> you know, it was devastating to, to have friends that we've, we have mm -hmm. from Schoolhouse and and that, that we know personally that we're, we're very close with that lost their 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 wineries they lost their homes in mm -hmm. this last fire mm -hmm. and you know I'm gonna tell you Meredith you think about it 15 2015 was the end of a five-year drought 2016 came the floods mm -hmm. 2017 the, the devastating fires, fires mm -hmm. that uh, more and more of our friends lost places mm -hmm. 2018 the 4.5 million acre fire mm -hmm. And uh, that that came in and and almost wiped things out, and then again, the floods came. Nineteen, the fires this year, COVID, and the fires all the way up the coast, Oregon, Washington, yeah. and devastating fires in in California. And the negative, I mean, all the fires have been awful. One really negative this year is the ones that came so early in August when so many winemakers still had grapes out there. So maybe they didn't lose their winery, but how many friends and people we know did lose their 2020? Yeah, from what I'm reading in the in the reports, smoke tanked yes. is what they call it, mm -hmm. uh, as you know. that That's really affected so many people's grapes. Mm -hmm. Our own Josh Martin from yeah. Blank Wines. Our buddy. They, they are... They're, I think they're going to make it because I didn't taste it, but uh, their, their grapes came back with smoke taint. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I know our good friends, the Waz, lost, I think, both their Pinots and their Zins that mm. they're not going to be making. But we've heard that story a lot. So just because a winery makes it in terms of their structure's not lost doesn't mean that they haven't been impacted by the fires. Yeah, and, I, and, and we decided we'd talk about this because 
it's good to talk about it because when you you know you read that that wine sales are up you may not know the whole story you you might not know the whole story because the biggest thing and you brought this up blue is the fires happen not only does that affect your product but wine country gets shut down and it gets shut down it was just starting to open up with covid it's sh that shut it down for a while and then the fires happened and then it got shut down again because of fires and so you read that wine sales are up but but what, what? does that mean what? you know what does that really mean and this is what we're going to do we're going to take this on this challenge on at major crush mm -hmm. and you know we we've always leaned towards community by Meredith and I doing our crush collection and encouraging people for virtual tastings, which we've had many of this year, and they've been great. Mm -hmm. uh, the right size crowd, Meredith or I, or both of us will fly in and do a tasting with you. And we want to continue with this, with this community. So any of your ideas, again, please reach out to us because we're going to take this on, guys, and here's some ideas that we're working on. And also, we want to paint the picture of what's really going on when you read an article that wine sales are up. Let's let, let's yeah. talk about the whole story, Mary. Yeah, and you know, again, we don't want to be negative and we don't want this to be like a, 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 a sad episode, but we just want to talk like really what's going on. But when you hear that wine sales are up, one of the things that is very misleading in that is it's mostly grocery store wines that are sold in grocery stores and kind of big boxes sales that are up which is great like we're not here to judge where you're getting your wines because we just want people to crush on wines no matter yeah, where you're right. getting them that's right but we encourage you and kind of challenge you to be more mindful about where you're getting wines just like if you're concerned about buying organic fruits and vegetables you pay more attention to where those are coming for from or if you're someone who really looks for you know beef that the animals are treated humanely you're very mindful in purchasing those products just to take that on with wine and again there's nothing wrong with this is not out to bash or say anything negative about what you get on the grocery store shelves but that only represents three percent of the winemakers three percent the west coast from california washington and oregon oregon well, and you know, that was a devastating report. That when, when you and I read the um, Silicon Valley Bank report mm -hmm. on the state of the industry, there's a, there's a little over 10,000 wineries in America. And out of that 10,000, we found out that only 3% are ever seen on the shelves of a Safeway or a Tom Thumb or a Bebmo or a Total Wine. Mm -hmm. And out of those, it's an amazing statistic, folks. I hope you're listening. But are you ready for this? Three out of four bottles of wine sold today on the retail shelves are one company, Gallo. Yeah. And they're huge, and they're getting bigger. Uh, the, the corporatization of wine is really something we're looking at and, and yeah. is, is in, our, in our sights to try to reinvent mm -hmm. and help re-educate -edu people to to be more aware of it. Yeah, and you know, it's funny, you think like the wine industry escapes that. Obviously it's happening in all industries, but the wine industry has not escaped that. And one of the things to really think about is it's not so much, obviously there's the economics of it, leaving less room for you know our friends and those that we know, these smaller family-owned wineries that just can't compete. 
but it's also that it, we start to lack diversity among the wines that we're getting because when they're all represented by one or two or three companies is that you start to get a lot of similar flavors and a lot of the same wines. They're producing kind of the same thing and you're not getting that. Somebody in an article I read said that you're starting to have a lack of a lack of place, a lack of terroir being represented in the which, wines. Which you, you and I are both huge on terroir. And that's because we're, wi like, we're wine lovers and we so appreciate the story of where the wine comes from and we're so passionate about wine that we want everyone to get to ha feel that way. Yeah, I'm doing the wines down at the, the old cheese factory on the <laughs> square of Sonoma and I'm featuring artisan winemakers of Sonoma. I love it. You I know, and I mean, Peter Mathis won Winemaker oh, of the Year in 2013. You used to call him and he'd say, no worries, Meredith, it'll we, be on the porch. Yeah, <laughs> we had a little porch deal on how I could pick up the wine. His rosé is one of my favorite rosés. Oh, he Grenache rosé. His, his Grenache, and then he does that Uber blend. I think that's Uber Yeah, it's, it's a Uber, Uber blend, uh, yeah, Uber Rock, and it's, it's predominantly a... Petite Syrah driven with Carignan, Grenache, it's and Alicante Boucher. Fantastic. But I mean, and these are great wines for great prices, and we can't wait to, to continue to interview these guys and bring you awareness of these guys mm -hmm. and helping them out to try to get uh, get some sales. You can, you know that everybody, you know, every tasting room has been shut down, and and now the whole 20 harvest so we're really uh, on a mission this this year meredith to to try to ch take on this challenge in any way we can we're actually uh developing an app where all of these winemakers can come onto the app they can tell their stories because mm -hmm. there's no way you and i can mm -hmm. can go around and do this many we, we'll do as many as we can but yeah. we can't get them all in so we're going to let them do their own stories on this app where you guys can go and listen to the 97 percent our good friend ron finolio that did that terrific wine uh Mm -hmm. uh, podcast with us season one i think he and i have yeah. been collaborating he's the president of 350 wineries called the family of winemakers they're all mom and pop wineries uh, yeah and we're going to give access to you guys to all of these these people and like you said what i really love is you know you do quite frankly you go to the shelves you see cabernet sauvignon cab front merlot uh, Pinot, Pinot Chardonnay, and yeah. Sablanc. Yeah, you know, which is uh, that's the yeah, the grocery store wines. Yeah, and man, grapes, but when you talk about Mathis's Grenache Rosé, yeah. that's so delicious. And, and we talk about Grenache Blanc <laughs> and Alicante Bouchers and Carignans. It's so good. We I can't wait. So one of the biggest benefits of this app is it's going to allow you, the consumer, to buy directly from the winery, direct to consumer, which cuts out all those middleman costs. It also allows you to have the connection with the winery, to know their story, to know the people behind who make this wine, which is, I mean, the three-tier system has its place, but the three-tier system, all that gets lost. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, the distributors, you don't get to know the winery, you're only given what the distributor is getting to the shelves in your neighborhood. Well, and I think, Meredith, how that wine was made. 
you know, yeah. when you when you see labels like um, Sutter Home, White Zen, there's 2.2 million cases. Mm -hmm. We have friends that do 3 million cases yeah. of a wine that's out there that can that can handle the shelves. Mm -hmm. We're, our friends do 150 cases yeah. of a wine. Yeah. You know, exactly. and, and we'll, like we'll say, we'll be crushing on a wine. We go, hey, Michael, how many? Well, I only made 50 cases of yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I well, mean, these are treasures. Yeah. Talk about just unique and special bottles to be savored and shared. It's so great. Yeah. And so, guys, let's just be aware of capitalization of wine and, and uh, you know, what this is what's happening. I mean, excuse me, corporatization of wines. The recent acquisition of some wineries that the big corporation Constellation Brands sold to Gallo disrupted the court system because it was so huge. $810 million of wineries. And didn't they actually, didn't the court make them not, they couldn't sell all of them because they didn't want it to be such a monopoly? Yeah. Yeah. Because it was becoming a, I mean, Gallo would have had even even bigger monopoly than what they do. And again, I don't want to, if, if these big companies can use their power to promote positive experiences and help encourage people to get to wine con country and support people, mm -hmm. then they can use that p platform for being positive. But we just don't, I think our whole thing is we want to educate everyone that, in your grocery store, you're not probably getting. You're, it's not fair that the wines you're getting. You're not getting the best wines that are out there. Yeah. I think that's ultimately what we want people to be aware of. And don't be afraid. I think the other thing, because I know this was me. I thought if I went to a directly to a winery, and then I was going to have to. They were all going to be too expensive for me. And mm. that's not the case either. And especially, you know, when you get to go directly to consumer, you cut well, out all the and, middle prices. And even what we're doing with Crush Collection. Uh, we've what we're doing mm -hmm. is Meredith and I are curating four of these types of wines every month yep. and we've did we've done November December January mm -hmm. and thank goodness knock on wood people are, are absolutely freaking out at how delicious these wines are and what's so yeah. much fun is when we run into somebody go I'll never drink that particular well you know this Pinot yeah. Grigio or, or whatever and we take them through the tasting and we go okay what was your favorite one Oh, I hate to say it, but it was this one. The one they didn't think they would like. Yeah, we're opening them up to wines they didn't know that they enjoy. And, and we're doing these wines for a ridiculous price of $89. Many times the four wines are over $200 if you tried to buy them. Yeah. And so we love that. And you can go to majorcrushwines.com mm -hmm. and sign up. And what we've decided to do is we want to also drive community by by um, compensating people for inviting friends and family. Yeah. So here's a way you could probably either get your wine free or pay for some great charcuteries for your next get together. Yeah. Every time you refer a friend or family member into the business, you're gonna make $20 a month off the $89. It's mm -hmm. exciting. That's called our referral program. Yeah. And you'll learn more about that and so we're going to really, you know, Meredith, let's let's keep this community. And what I'd like to do, I like people that have cool ideas or even better yet, mm -hmm. submit their videos of any kind of community get together that you can do. Yeah. And if it, whether it's if it's COVID restricted, uh, you know, eight people or it's a virtual. 
Yeah. Let us know. Sure. And I think the one thing, Lou and I, what was really important to us in creating the Crush Collection is that this isn't just a wine club. We're creating a wine community. So we have a Facebook community page. We post, we have tasting note videos. We're posting pairings so that you have ideas Pair with for Mayor. what to put with the foods. We're all about wanting to connect people through wine. And so one of the things that's been really cool for me is, you know, we've helped curate these wines and they're getting out to our, you know, we have some friends and family of bottom and then, you know, people we don't know. And we get pictures of someone with their bottle on their dining table sharing it. And it kind of makes me I don't know. I feel like kind of cool. Like it's the beginning. It's the beginning of a cool community. And it makes me feel connected to them just because they're drinking a wine we selected. That it's like we have a shared experience, but not together in the same space. And it's not half as exciting as when we get a call or an email or a note that says how much they love that wine. Oh, that even makes us more excited because it knows we're not. We 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 do know our wines. We're picking out some good things. Yeah, and it's like so hard to do this once a month and people are screaming, when's the next month coming out? When's the next month coming out? But yeah, and I think one of the things that also was, an, and I, you know, I the statistics out there that you shared with me that made this even more powerful is that really only 1% of people who love wine ever get to actually come out here to wine country. And the fact that we can, and that's probably even a smaller number now because of COVID and because of fires, which I can't imagine that number could get any smaller. But if it is that we get to at least share these wines that we get to crush on all the time with people who don't get to come visit. Yeah, Sonia said that uh, the our challenge, our answer to this and our challenge to this is we're going to bring the 97% of the wineries together with the 99% of the people that can never make it out yeah. here. We'll bridge it together in a community and that's why we're screaming and asking for your help. Yeah. So go to MajorCrushWines.com, continue more to listen to the Major Crush Winecast. Yeah, like and subscribe to us. Yeah, please. And just keep crushing on wine and be open to trying new wines and being mindful about the wines you're drinking. So Meredith, here's to a new season four. Cheers. Cheers. Hey everyone, it's Sonia Zant, the producer of the Major Crush Winecast. We are so happy to be back for our fourth season of the show. As Mare and Lou mentioned, we've been kinda busy in the off season, and so we've put some useful links in the show notes to help you keep track of all of the ways that Major Crush is expanding. We really do love it when you email us, and very often, listener questions or suggestions shape the content we pursue for the show. So don't be shy. Reach out to us anytime at info at majorcrushwines.com. Next week, we're excited to feature an interview with Laura Donadoni, also known as the Italian Wine Girl. She's a former food and wine writer from Italy who discovered a way to expand her passions by sharing everything she knows about Italian wines with people like us. So in anticipation of our next episode, we want to invite you to grab a bottle of Italian wine to enjoy while you listen. Just so you know, Mare and Lou will be sipping on two of the Italian wines featured in our February Crush Collection, the L'Oreal Prosecco and the L'Oreal Pinot Grigio. But 
All people and all wines are welcome in our world. All we ask is that you enjoy what you drink and you drink it responsibly. Until next time. Thank you.